Welcome to the Millennial Moms Podcast. We are a group of friends learning a lot about community, motherhood, marriage, and how to follow Jesus in today's world. Join us each week as we dig deep into real life for encouragement, honesty, and a little humor to keep us all sane. All right. You ready? All right. We're going. Here we go. Hello. We're so excited. We have Rachel Edwards with us this morning. This morning. Tonight. It is (laughs) the latest episode we've ever done. (laughs) I know. I'm thrown off. It's like my bedtime. But yeah, we are pumped to have Rachel with us tonight, not this morning. Episode 15. Is it? We got thrown off, so I can't even keep up anymore. Yeah, we just It is 15. Yeah. And if you haven't been able to find it, we're going to work on that. Yes. We're going to work on the latest. It pops up for me. But if you're just searching it, there's a lot of millennial moms out there. So. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Well, Rachel, welcome. Yes. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes. So I guess just start off with who, oh, Washington. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like who you are, yep. who you're married to, who your children are. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'm Rachel Edwards. Uh, my husband is Lance. We've been married for. 15 and a half years. Nice. Um, yeah, so um, I am originally from Kershaw, South Carolina, really small town in South Carolina. My husband Lance is from Marietta, Georgia. Well, he came to Clemson from Marietta, Georgia. We met at Clemson, um, but I was a freshman. He was a junior. We met a couple months after I came here and moved in, and we dated pretty much the, all the way through college. Um, and then um, I graduated in May and got married in June. Nice. Uh, Sounds yeah, like my story. 21. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we lived in um, Liberty, South Carolina, for um, the first five years that we were married. Nice. And then um, we moved here to Seneca. Nice. Um, yeah. Is Kershaw near Hampton? No. no. <laughs> okay. It sounds like it's the same area. I didn't it's know. Not, but I know no. where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just yeah. curious. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. It's not near, really. Um, you get a lot we're of more in, like, the idea. upper part of South Carolina. Like, okay. You know, in South Carolina, has that little dip at the top, the little, mm-hmm. the little track, mm-hmm. like a little yep. notch out. That's where we are. Right Got there. it. Oh. So, yeah. That's really we small town. <laughs> That's where we are, right? Um, really small town. But, yeah. So, nice. We've been um, in Seneca this whole t- um, ten years now, nice. and um, I have four kids: two twins that are ten, a seven-year-old, and a two-year-old. Nice. I used to be a teacher. I taught first grade for six years um, in Pickens County, and then I stayed home for a couple years while I had my older kids. Then I started a business, ran a business here in town for. Um, five years, and then um, just recently went back to teaching part-time at nice. a classical academy. Nice. And this is my second year there, so I've kind of been all over the place. Yeah. I've done a little bit of mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it kind of has ebbed and flowed as my kids have grown and changed, and right. mm-hmm. our needs have grown and changed. So I'm happy. Yeah, we've been, we're happy to, I'm happy you got to teaching, and it's been, we're doing good right mm-hmm. now. So, nice. Yeah, and you have lots of changes. your oldest three with mm-hmm. you. Yes, my oh, older three cool. go to my school to the school with me. My nice. middle 
I don't really have a middle one. <laughs> yeah, the third, Larkin, <laughs> my seven-year-old, is actually in my class. Oh, um, So that's a whole other situation. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's At first, I was really nervous, but it's been good. I wasn't sure how that was going to They behave go. completely different in school. Oh, yeah, they yeah. do. Even when you're, apparently, even when your mom's your teacher, you behave differently at school, right? Yeah, that's they don't want to get in trouble, trouble right? I know. It's embarrassing to get in trouble. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, she's been, it's been great. And so, um, our little one, our two-year-old crew is in, um, daycare downstairs in the same building so it kind of feels like we all go together yeah that's um, true even though we're not yeah. yeah like all technically in the same place so yes yeah. so crew is in bowen and gray's class at yes. school at preschool which yeah, is fun love that he loves bowen and gray he has yes. a little pretend phone i told you the other day yep he calls uh bowen i'm calling bowen i'm calling gray <laughs> oh it's really cute oh nice. my gosh no i don't think I my that. other kids when they were two and a half crew's yeah. two and a half i don't think when they were two and a half they had like I'd be like, oh, those are their friends. Right. I'm yeah. really shocked at how, at <laughs> yeah. such a young age, he's yeah. like, and I think it's consistency because he sees them at school. Yes. And yeah. he also sees them at church. Church. He's yeah. like the same kids. So these are my people. Yeah. yeah. People. And right. So I'm like, I'm really glad for him. So, yeah. Uh, I think it's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, living in the same neighborhood, too. Like, yeah. if we go a certain way, Bowen loses his mind to go to Grace House. And now, the, right. like, after going to y'all's house the other night, mm-hmm. if we go that way, he's no, like, he, he right. points. Yeah. Like, he knows so your we're house. We're going there. Yeah. yeah. We're going there right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing we always ask, like, moms is, like, what is the best? So, I guess we'll do, like, part one, part two. Best parenting advice you've ever been given. Okay. And then marriage. But start with parenting first. Okay. All right. So, I, um, this sounds really bad. When I'm going to say this, (laughs) I actually just went to a shower. I've been to several uh, baby showers lately. And, you know, sometimes I think one they all went to one with y'all. And um, you had to fill out a thing that had your best parenting advice. Mm -hmm. And my parenting advice is always don't listen to people's advice. (laughs) And so I know that that sounds crazy. No, And it's not really that extreme, like don't listen to anyone's advice. But I just feel like in the world that we live in now, mm-hmm. everyone else's opinions is so easily accessible. Yeah. It's so easy to, even if it's not an opinion, but even if you just Google something, because mm-hmm. you don't know what to do, right. my kid won't sleep, my kid won't eat, how often should they take a bottle, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Especially, I feel like, in those really early baby days when you just mm-hmm. have no idea if you're doing anything right. Right. Um, and you're, it's so easy to just look it up and be right. like, am I doing this right? Mm-hmm. And um, then you've enter in this world of this plethora of information mm-hmm. and everyone else's opinions. And I think mainly what I mean by saying that is obviously right. not listen, not that you shouldn't take anyone's advice, but that right. you really should just listen to your own instinct. Right. And so many times, like your own gut is mm-hmm. 99.9% mm-hmm. right. Right. And so I think it's really easy to get caught up in listening to other people and what they want you to do, what mm-hmm. they think you should do. Mm-hmm. And then it starts becoming uh, um, a lot of, like, I think it, it worsens our like, anxiety. You become obsessed, I think, sure. too. Yeah, like, sure. You do. And you start the thinking. The threads on, like, the yes. baby center threads. And you're like, oh, this child at this age did right. this. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just, it can be very, very overwhelming to start mm-hmm. taking everyone's advice. Right. And even, you know, they're in a world now where we can just send, like, such a quick text. And you can, like even innocently ask a friend or your mom or whatever. And even a message back could be read differently or interpreted differently than the person meant for it to sound um, or that they meant for it to come across. And then it can, it just creates a lot. Yeah. We talked about this last week with Kelsey too, because we were like, everybody has good intentions for the most part. 100%. They just want you to, 
not have the burden. Right. Right. But it cannot. Sometimes it doesn't come across. Right. That way. And so right. sometimes too much advice is not a good thing. One hundred percent. And it's just you have to pick and choose what and who you're going to listen to. Yeah. Um. And so I think that that's. Um, yeah. That's just a big part. Again, especially, I mean, I think it's easy. It kind of is all the way throughout mm-hmm. with kids, but especially I feel like with the babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just so many questions when they're babies and you just don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. And no, they can't tell you what they want. Right. Know, and, so. and no baby's going to be the same. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, Never the same. there's not some one like stop shop nope. for Together's here's not. everything. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but it's like, you know, yeah. that would also be boring and like, we don't right. want all our babies to be the same. And right. I don't know. There's a lot of things that come yeah. with that. Yeah. The amount of Google searching I did recently. Oh, for like sure. Switching from the formula to cow's milk. Absolutely. Oh, my God. How many times have I Googled I the differences in milk? <laughs> and, like, my, you know, on one hand, my mom, love her to death, means the best. But she's like, you know, he just needs to, like, get adjusted to it. Mm-hmm. And, like, we've been doing this for a few weeks now. He's still spitting up. Like, I'm just going to do oat milk. And, like. Right. He loves oat milk and he chugs it and yeah. he doesn't throw up. So and he's I'm like, gonna go with it. Yeah, we can't make him like right. the kid that's like I'm lactose intolerant. I'm like, oh, well maybe he. I don't know. Maybe it's he okay. is. It's okay. Yeah. You know, it's, you just kind of go with your gut. Yeah, yeah you for do. sure. You really do have to. Yes. Um. Yeah. So, oh, my other. I, I added two. Okay. My other one. This one's really simple and really practical. Yeah. Is to get outside every day. Ooh, that's oh, good. That. So that, that has been a huge part. That's kind of like my personality anyway. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But like, we are fortunate enough to live in a place where not. I mean, a huge portion of the year, uh-huh. it's fine. They can go outside and play. It's right. normally not too cold. Yeah. I mean, you know, so of right. course, if it's raining, that's an unfortunate day. But, <laughs> but um, pretty much every day. I, we are getting outside, we're doing something, even if it's just for 10 minutes. Yeah. Even if you have to put on your big coat. Yeah. You're going outside mm. for at least 10 minutes. Yeah. And I've just found over the years that it helps everyone's mental, mm-hmm. um, just their, their attitude for the day, even if their attitude was not bad. Right. They can go outside and come back and everyone just feels better and yeah. refreshed. And of all the years of having littles, I've just learned too that if I have a fussy one, can pretty much always put them in a stroller and take them on a walk and we're and they're better yeah mm-hmm. and it can take 10 minutes and all yeah. of a sudden our day is totally changed because yeah. we got outside for just a few minutes nice um, i like that so that's yeah. i mean it's pretty simple that's something that it's practical we have sucked at mm-hmm. until Same. recently it's like coming into this year bill and got a little like tiny little play set in the backyard mm-hmm. all kinds of things so we're trying very hard yeah. to be more intentional yeah. of like even going to playgrounds. I don't know right. why. We've mm-hmm. never been to playgrounds. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's become our new favorite thing. Yeah. So and it wears I love that. It does. For sure. It does. For yeah. sure. Even if they're just in the stroller. Yeah. Right. It just yeah. gives, it just is something. And I, I just was thinking about this and I took Kuru on a walk yesterday mm-hmm. and he talks 90 miles an hour all day long. I put him in a stroller and I push him for 15 minutes and he didn't say a single word. Oh. The whole time. <laughs> 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 I just yeah. needed a minute. And, yeah. You know, it's not always like that, but it worked like that. It sometimes it is like that. And yeah. you just go, okay, that was good. Thanks. We all needed that. Well, yeah. like you have like your workout routine and like for me, like that's my, my time. Mm-hmm. But then so by the time I get to like outside time, I'm like, yeah, we could just right. hang out on the couch, you know, but it's like, yeah. no, they need that. They right. need to be outside. They need the exercise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For nice. sure. It's just good for them. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Marriage advice. We can do it. We can touch on marriage a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really, I don't know that I have a great piece of marriage advice. I would say probably 
the one thing, and I think everyone probably would say this, and you hear it a lot, but I think there's a reason that everybody says it and that we say it a lot, mm -hmm. is that you cannot let things, um, like you can't not talk about something. Mm, yeah. And I think, I think that that is a very common piece of advice in marriage, but I mean, ultimately, I think yeah. it really can be yeah. a make or break. Yep. Because if you, if you have a problem or you have something that happened that mm -hmm. you didn't like your husband did this or... This yep. is not going the way you thought it was going to go. If you don't say it, yep. it it's is just, just building. Yeah. worse and worse mm -hmm. and worse by the minute. Right. And um, I know that whole, I mean, even the Bible says, like, don't let the sun go down on your anger. And I'm yeah. like, not saying I don't agree with that. But yeah. right. at the same time, sometimes, you know, if it's 1130 at night and you're mad, that yeah. doesn't, I don't, I don't think that you really have to duke it out at right. night. Yeah. I think right. it's okay to, like, wait till in the Table morning it. to talk about it. But right. at the same time... The longer you let it, you let a problem sit, the worse mm. it can get. And yeah. that's truly, that's not just marriage. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. If you, and I have used to be really, really bad about it. I'm just a really, yeah. I mean, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Oh, I'm also twins. like, I'm a seven. Oh. You wing a six or an eight. I'm a six. So, okay. I say I'm a seven. I, I know I'm supposed to be a wing six or, um, a wing six or an eight. Uh. I really am like a nine. Really? Yeah. So there's like some con conflicting stuff right, here. Right, right. Like maybe I really am a nine. Yeah. I don't know. I really have the peacemaker. Yeah. In Same. Me. I don't have the bullishness of an eight. Like okay, I'm much yeah. more of a people pleaser six than right. I am like a take charge eight. Yes. Yeah. So am I. So yeah. If I'm gonna have to pick the six or the eight, I'm definitely gonna pick the six. Which makes you passive and it makes you right. not you know. Right. But I definitely have like that peacemaker uh -huh. personality right. and I'm like conflict. Yeah. Or just, I'm not one like that. But yeah. even in like so in marriage, I mean that has been really. Yeah. Like, I don't want anything to want any kind of right. conflict. And right. Um, but you know you learn when you're married. <laughs> as you figure it out but and but then also like even with friends and like mm. relationships with people mm -hmm. you know I'm just learning like I just need to say it yeah. I need to say mm -hmm. what's wrong right and not let this like bother me and mm. not worry about it I actually had to do that last week yeah and I was like really proud of myself because yeah. I just yeah. went ahead and just said yeah look this really upset me mm -hmm. and then I felt hundred times better right after and I at said that it point, and that person didn't even say anything to make me feel any better yeah. It wasn't even that. It right. was just like Getting I personally felt better yeah. because mm -hmm. I said what I needed to say. Yeah. And it was nothing bad and we weren't upset. It just was, yeah, it was bothering me. Right. Yeah. You just have to get it out. Yeah. Nice. I mean, and also anything they do after that before oh, yeah. is just going to drive oh, you insane. Crazy. So yeah. you like, all you're going to do is sit in your negativity mm -hmm. Absolutely. the whole time. Yep. And yep. unless you just say it. Well, right. and it's one of those things too, like if it's a friendship that's supposed to stay, Absolutely. Their response is not gonna, right. you know what I mean, like right. make or break. And if it does, then maybe that was okay. Yeah, maybe that was okay. So yeah. yeah, that's that's been a big one for me. I think mm -hmm. learning, you know, it's okay to speak my mind or like say something and not hold it and go to bed at night thinking, yeah. you know, right. whatever, yeah. making up hypothetical situations and right. you know. So, so nice. what is Lance? Is he like? Do you know his enneagram? He's an eight. Interesting. I think he's an eight. Yeah, it's taking me a long time to figure him out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, he refuses to do it. Really. Yeah. Um, but like that's pretty typical, I guess. But um, I think I think that he is an eight. He's got. I mean, he's got that strong personality. Right. Um, for a lot of people, like mistype him as a three. 
I think Brandon's a three. I but think I don't think he is. Well. I don't I think Lance is a three. Interesting. And so a lot of people on the outs, I would say. Because mm-hmm. I'm a wing three. Okay. What, like are, I what have, are you, a two? I'm a two three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can see the so two. So, yeah, if um, – Hospitable is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that, too. Um, but, yeah, I think I think he is an eight, which is interesting because if I'm a seven and, right. like, it's hard – a lot of times people mm-hmm. that are right beside each other on the Enneagram have a hard time. Right. Usually the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, so either if I'm a seven or a nine and mm-hmm. he's, he's an, an eight, eight. like, yeah. it's interesting. But we um, – yeah, we – we have never, we don't really argue and fight a whole lot. So it's very interesting because we yeah. read about mm-hmm. right, the Enneagram numbers like that. It seems like we would. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think yeah. Brandon would push me more towards the conference. Like, if I needed to have that conversation, he'd be the one to be like, no, you just need to go and say that. Right. Like, so I think you kind of can right. each other oh, right. out. Yes. Because I'd be like, I could, I could be fine never. That's the same. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, yeah, for you. I'm not and, good, but I could right. be good. And, yeah. you know, I think, too, part of, like, living with an eight Mm-hmm. With Lance for 15 years, I watch him mm. handle conflict head on. That's true. He does it. That's yeah. the business side too. It I is think. the business side. Yeah. He does. I mean, if he has a problem, he will call that person right then yeah. and be like, "Hey, so, and I need to talk to you about this." Yeah. And I'll just talk about it. And you're holding your breath the whole time. What he's gonna say before he calls him? I'm like, you didn't even say it to yourself first. <laughs> like, what is that like? I don't know what that's like. Yeah. yeah. What is that he's like? Just off the cuff, and and like, I mean, you know, nine times out of ten. Like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's like, yeah, yeah he yeah. figured it out and it worked it out. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, the more you live with someone, the more yeah. you also <laughs> That's true. start to become like that. So I'm like, I see a man in conflict all day long. But, yeah. So we're catching you on trial number four. Yeah. You said this is going to be a long episode if we <laughs> talked about every individual birth. But uh-huh. in summary, we'd uh-huh. like to just get different stories of, like, birth, how yeah. the child came to be, all those things. So I guess start with the first Two. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I did preface this with, like, you could have a whole episode on just this one question for me. You probably have multiple episodes yeah. on this one question for me. Um, our our road to parenthood was um, tumultuous, I guess would be the good yeah. word. It was not great. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had been married for, we got married in 2006, so we've been married for three years, and um, we finally were like, okay, I think we're ready. Um just, you know, start thinking about having kids. And so um, we tried for like six months and um, the whole six months I had a really bad feeling, Mm. which is very unusual because most doctors and people will say it takes much longer than six months. Many times it takes way longer than six months for someone to get pregnant. Um, And so uh, we actually, at six months, I went to my doctor and ex- talked to her about it and, like, expressed my concern and really um, didn't really expect her to do anything. But, um, I don't know, I, the Lord just, the Lord, I think, was pushing me mm-hmm. to, he just put it in my heart that, like, yeah. some, this mm-hmm. is not right. And he was just pushing me to go in that direction. And so, um, thankfully, we got a doctor that day that was willing to listen. Yeah. And so... After we'd only been trying for six months, she agreed to, like, do mm-hmm. testing, which, again, was very abnormal. Right. Most doctors would have said, you need yeah. to keep trying Wait for at a least year. a year yeah. or even longer. Some yeah. will say even longer than that. And so, um, at six months, we both were tested, and long story short, we essentially got, like, a phone call that was, you're never going to be able to have kids. Wow. And so... 
I mean, talking about like completely yeah. rocking your world. Yeah. Um, we had always said we would want like three or four um, kids. Like we dreamed of having a bigger family, and mm-hmm. um, so we were obviously yeah. devastated. I mean, mm-hmm. we were crushed. Yeah. And, um, and we knew there are other ways to right have kids, obviously, but um, it's not. I mean. It was not a fun conversation or an easy <laughs> yeah. thing to hear yeah. by any means. And so we had a lot of, we had a lot that we had to deal with. Yeah. Um, so, again, condensed version would be that we did, um, from that point on, we, I guess we were almost in a way we were blessed to know at six months. Right. Like, this is never going to happen. Right. We never had to go through the, you should just keep trying. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll happen when you least expect. And people mm-hmm. said those things. Drink but some special yeah, tea. Right, right. Yeah. We didn't have to do any of that stuff. Like, right. it was just right off the bat, this is never going to happen. So, was it your egg count? Was it that? It was actually Lance. Okay. So. All of that's super personal. No, it's okay. No, it's fine. It was, yeah, it was him. And so, it was like a genetic thing that he didn't even know that right. he was huh. literally born with it. Did, yeah. Had no idea. You have no idea. You have no idea until right. you start trying. And so, um. So, yeah, so we at that point thought everything with me was okay. So, we kind of had like a weird path to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we tried um, IUI, IVF, multiple rounds of IVF, mm. egg retrieval, sperm retrieval. Mm. Um, we did three, uh, we did two IVF. Um, egg transfers or transfers, mm-hmm. embryo transfers, um, that were, and all of those unsuccessful. And so, um, we had gone thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. of dollars mm-hmm. into all these doctor's bills and all the things. And so we had some, ultimately to sum it up, we had some frozen embryos and we were able to transfer. We actually transferred three. Mm-hmm. Um, two, they grade them out and they say, right. these are good, these are not great, whatever. So two of them were really good. One of them was not that great. And so we were at a, at that point we were at a doctor in Knoxville. So we were driving to Knoxville wow. for appointments oh at that point. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And we, this was at like, um, two years in. I was about to say, surely mm. that yeah. took yeah, it was a about, little bit it was of time. Two years. Like 25? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and so we, um, anyway, we transferred those three and we, at that point, when you're doing, when you're going through stuff like that, right. you don't get the whole like, um, at home test. Like, yeah. You don't get to do any of that it's stuff. Exciting. You don't yeah. get any of that yeah. fun stuff. Yeah. So I had to go and get blood work taken and we literally were sitting in the lowest parking lot and the nurse called <laughs> and was like, so your blood work came back and it's positive. And we were like, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. So then at that point, they say, they said our numbers were high. Mm-hmm. So there was a likelihood of multiples, but we didn't right. know. It could have been two or three. Right. Um, and so at that point, you're super early. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, only like a couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, you're not even far enough along for to go to the doctor. So we had to wait mm-hmm. until we were, whatever, six weeks, I guess, is when they, or I don't remember, five or six weeks, yeah. um, when they'll actually check mm-hmm. um and so then we went in for our appointment and um in Greenville and it was twins nice. so we had baby A and baby B and then they were born in 2011 boy and a girl mm-hmm. we didn't find out what they were 
Um, and so that was so fun. Brave. Surprise. I yeah. want to do it so I bad. I encourage everyone to do it. You and Ross Pitts are going to try know. and get the whole community <laughs> on surprise juniors. Yes. So we loved it. It was great. I had two girl names, two boy names picked out, and that's the whole the whole thing. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I had a really um, easy pregnancy. It was great. That's nice. Um, not a great labor, but I still want to be The pregnancy was good. I was induced at 38 and a half weeks with twins. Oh, wow. I worked the day before they were born. Oh, like, my gosh. All of it was fine. Yeah. Um, and then I had twins, and it was crazy. <laughs> um, and then, so then I'll skip ahead, because like, we'll probably come out of that later. Yes. But um, then um, two and a half, well, yeah, I think two-ish years later, we were like thinking, okay, we really want to have another one. Mm-hmm. We still had some embryos that were frozen. Mm-hmm. And so we knew at that point all we had to do was do a transfer. Mm-hmm. And so it had taken multiple transfers. Mm-hmm. I think we had done a total of maybe five transfers oh oh, before wow. we actually had one that worked. Mm-hmm. So we were like, well, we better start trying mm-hmm. because what if it takes multiple transfers? We don't want. Mm-hmm. We were just trying not huge to have a gap huge in gap between. in between. Yeah. Uh, little do we know what happened later, but <laughs> we didn't want to have a huge gap at that point. And so we um, went in. We transferred um, two. No, um, it was three, but we knew one of them was really not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew there was, again, there was going to be a possibility of twins. Um, and so it actually worked the first time. And wow. that's awesome. how we have Larkin. And so we went in, and my numbers were high again. We thought it could be twins. Uh-huh. And then we went in, and it was one. Um, so then it ended up with three under three. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So talk about like a huge But once you have two, right? right? Going yeah. to one more is... Right. So, yeah. That's yeah. a whole... Yeah. So I will say, going having two first and then having one is like you don't know any so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having one first and then two, I think would be super hard. Yeah. Um, but I remember, <laughs> no offense to you people with one, but yeah. I remember when I had just Larkin, I was like, what are all these people complaining about? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's probably right. But at that time, I still had two two and a half year olds, and which was not easy. No, I have two one. I have another two and a half year old now, and I'm like going. Sometimes I look back and I go, How How did I do this? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no. How did we do that? Um. So okay, then after Larkin, we waited a couple more years, and we decided that we wanted to try to have another one. Um, We still had embryos that were frozen. Oh, nice. And so we went back, and we tried again. And this time, it was an absolute disaster. Really? Yes, oh it was terrible. Every single thing that could possibly go wrong went wrong. Oh. Um, down to even, like, this nurse forgot to send this fax when she said she was going to send the fax. Like, oh, I mean, wow. it was oh, my gosh. the worst possible scenario. And I mean, blood work, like, I remember one time I went in and had to get blood work, and they had to prick me, like, 15 times because they couldn't get what they needed. And after we had gone and tried and Mm -hmm. done, we actually never got to the transfer Mm -hmm. because um, we hit so many roadblocks along the way. Mm -hmm. We went for, like, an initial consultation, like, okay, Mm -hmm. we're going to try this. And between the consultation and when we were going to go back, because at that point we were still using our doctor in Knoxville, Mm -hmm. and um, we would use, like, our doctor in Greenville to, like, our, for, like, our local, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. blood work type stuff. Um, We did not go back for the actual transfer. Mm -hmm. I just came home one day, and I was like, 
it's too much. Yeah. Like for some reason, right. the Lord is saying no. no. Yeah. Like yeah. he's closing every single door in this right now. Right. Yeah. And he's making every single thing hard down to the, I went to the wrong appointment place. Like, I mean, yeah. it was oh like everything that can go wrong mm-hmm. went wrong. Yeah. And I just had to have a moment of like, okay, I hear you. Like right. it's not really what I wanted, yeah. but I'm, I, you know, this mm-hmm. is what it is at this point. Yeah. And um, so then we decided <laughs> after that, we had always um, considered adoption all along through the whole process. Right. Um, and so we just kind of found ourselves in a situation where we had the embryos frozen. And so mm-hmm. we thought, well, we'll just keep right. using them. Yeah. Um, but adoption was never out of the picture. So then we decided to adopt. Um, and we went through that whole process. I think maybe we're going to talk about that more later. Yeah. But we went through that whole process, and um, we adopted crew in 2019. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> to think about it. Yes, in 2019, in August 2019. Nice. Um, so now we have four. So we went literally from we will never have kids, mm. <laughs> and in 10 years we have four. Yeah. And so um, it was definitely, those early years were like the the hardest, of course, mm. the hardest years right. that you could ever imagine. Right. Um, but now, um, I actually just told someone this not that long ago. I feel like um, my life, my childhood, mm. my, um, like a, my childhood was great. I had Christian parents. Mm-hmm. I was raised in an awesome home. I like came to college. It was a great experience. Mm-hmm. I met an awesome guy. We got married. We had an easy marriage. Yeah, da da da. It was like right. all like rainbows and butterflies. Right. And then the Lord just like hit us with like the ultimate. Right. Like. Right. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Like, and you just have to fall on your knees and go. This is what I've been dealt. This right. is the this is the path that we have. Right. And so, in that moment. Course, I could never like yeah. be like, oh, thank you, Lord, right. <laughs> for all the trials. Right. Um, because obviously, I mean, I went through every range of emotion you could pos- possibly go through. I mean, I was like, and you're hopped so up on angry. hormones too, oh, right? Because you're like, yeah, medicine. Yeah. It just does like crazy stuff to your mm-hmm. body, and yeah. your mind. I mean, it just it does a lot. And then, I mean, every range of emotion you could possibly feel, you feel it. Yeah. And then. Everybody else is getting pregnant, and all your mm. friends are the same age as you, and they're all having babies, and it's just there's yeah. a whole lot of things that are going on at that time. Yeah. But um, now I can obviously I can look back on it and right. go that experience really changed like the trajectory of my life mm-hmm. and the my outlook on my right. outlook on my kids. Right. Because I I think Lisa and I view that everybody loves their right. kids, but like we right. we just have like a different. Yeah. view of our children. Right. Because I think for so many years right. there, there was, was a question mark. that we may right. not. Right. And so you just look at them differently, I think. Yeah. Um, and it changed like that whole experience made me have to rely on the Lord and right. know that like I need him. Right. right. And up until that point Life was, yeah. Life was good. Like, great. The Lord's blessed yeah, me. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 I mean, it was really, was kind of one of those, like, situations. And so now, um, you know, hindsight, mm-hmm. I can see that through all that we've been through, um, it has obviously formed my, my faith right, right. and developed it to be so much deeper than I could have ever imagined yeah. um, it to be. Well, now, and when I think, too, like, girls now, I think you were kind of spared, too, in the sense that, like, you didn't have the pressures of social media when you were going through all of that. Like, 
thinking of someone going through that now and just seeing it awful. All. Seeing yeah. it all and not in mm-hmm. just the comparison is so quick. It's right. So, so it's I so like hard. what would you say to someone now if they're going through that and like Um, you know, when I went through it, I was pretty private about it. And mm. I didn't really talk about it with a lot of people. Like my mm. close friends and people seven. That we I just push it down. Push it on down. I don't want to ever feel like I'm needy and I yeah. just I just struggled a lot with like sharing what was happening. Mm-hmm. And I would strongly encourage someone to reach out to some, I mean, me, if you know me, or yeah. if you don't, you can reach out to me. But, yeah. like, I've talked to many, many people over the yeah. past 10 years about our experience and what we've gone through. Right, right. Um, and I think just talking to somebody firsthand mm-hmm. is so much better right. than getting on Instagram and scrolling and seeing how many other people are having babies. Right. And you're yeah. not, like, in there, because yeah. you're right, I didn't have social media. Like, it was mm-hmm. just getting started right. when mm-hmm. I was going through all that, and I really didn't even have it wasn't um, a machine that it is right now. it wasn't and there no. were not those pressures I mean uh, just that wasn't in your face all the time like right. it is now and so I can't even imagine trying to trying yeah. to go through it um now with with all that there is that can be distracting and mm-hmm. um, but yeah I would really encourage somebody to just reach out to somebody else because I mean the statistics are insane yeah the number of people mm-hmm. that struggle with infertility right and the number of people that um I mean, everybody knows somebody. Right. Right. You do. Right. And and so it just would take like a simple conversation with someone to say, tell me about your experience or tell me right. what it was like. And everybody's experience is different. So just right. talking to one person is not necessarily what your experience is going to be like, but it makes you feel like you're not alone. Right. Um, and it can, you know, it can just be really comforting, I think. Yeah. But... Yeah. Even just going, thinking like us, like going from one to two. Yeah. Like that could be a completely different experience yeah. than from zero to one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for us, it was very easy, but for a second time, I mean, you don't Who know. Knows. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't right. know. And so just like looking back, like not being grateful of, like, you don't know if you're not in it, but like right. looking back, just being so mm-hmm. grateful for like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Your body and like what it's capable of. And like you kind of take it for granted if you don't have to like struggle right. with that right. and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah. okay. Let's I, see. I was going to say, I kind of want to skip ahead and then let's go back. Okay. So okay. tell us a little bit more about Crew and how you feel like God led you and Lance to the decision. Like You said it was always kind of on the table. Yeah, but it was. It was always kind of on the table, and we had never really um, pursued any type of we hadn't we had never really gotten that far we just knew that we were mm-hmm. always we were always open to it right. um and I think even before we started trying to have kids like we even mm-hmm. maybe had the discussion like we would be open to it mm-hmm. um or it would be something we'd like to think about um so after all those things happened and we just decided you know that that was it we weren't trying anymore the Lord was obviously closing that door this was not what we were supposed to do mm-hmm. um we were like okay of course we waited a little while and then we were like okay I I just, re- we both just really felt like we wanted one more kid. Yeah. We just felt like we weren't complete. There was something that we yeah. just wanted another one. And so um, we had some friends that from college um, that had gone through the adoption process. Mm-hmm. Of, we knew lots of people that had gone through adoption mm-hmm. um, at that point because we had, n- we had then been married. Right. I mean, we had been out of college for, you know, 12 years or more. Yeah. Um, so at that point, a lot of people were, had already adopted, were done having kids, were done right. with their families. Mm-hmm. Um, but we knew two families that had used the same agency mm-hmm. and had had, um, 
good experiences. So I reached out to both of them. I talked to mm-hmm. them and like, okay, tell me about what, you know, what your experience was. Mm-hmm. We were pretty sure we, well, we pretty much off the bat were like, we wanted to do domestic. We mm-hmm. didn't, we weren't really, we didn't really want to do international. And part of it was because of the time, mm-hmm. the timeline that goes yeah. with it. Um, because at that point, Larkin was already um, five. Yeah. And so we thought, well, you know, right. we just didn't want like a huge gap right. in between them. Not that a huge gap is a big deal, but for us, we just really wanted them to be mm. as close together as we possibly could. And little did you know, COVID was around the corner. Had I was no, not the right. same. Yeah. Had no idea. Had you oh, man. gone that route? I know. I just, it yeah. been forever. Oh, it would have right. been crazy. Mm-hmm. I know. There's oh, that, makes, that breaks my heart when I think about that. All those families that yeah. are just waiting on their yeah. kids, at international. Um, but yeah, so we um, talked to those two friends that had used that organization, and they were actually out of Georgia. Mm. Um, and so they were a private attorney, a private adoption agency, sorry, mm. and which is a little bit different. We had obviously we considered there's so many ways that you are, and so we yeah. had kind of gone through like lots of different things, and for various reasons, we just landed on this one. Mm. Um, you, and I think everybody has to just figure out like what if you're interested in adoption, you have to figure out what kind of. Mm-hmm. what is best for your family right. and so for some people that is fostering or fostering to adopt and for some people mm-hmm. that's international and, but for us we just really felt led to um d- domestic and we wanted it to be quick mm-hmm. and so in order to get those two things mm-hmm. um we chose the agency um out of georgia and so they and really what attracted me to those two people that we knew was that both of them mm-hmm. had got it had been very quick mm-hmm. Yeah. They had gotten their placements and been, um, and had basically had their babies in a short amount of time. So I talked to both of them. It was what is a short amount of time? Like a year? Or like... Um, ours was six months. Wow. wow. And then theirs were about the same. Yeah. They were like six. Um, I think one of them was like eight months, maybe one of them was six months. Um, and then one of them had adopted one and then had been called about the sibling. Oh. And so they had ended up two in the same age. I know, me too. I know, know, right? So they had 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 struggled with infertility also. They had twin boys and then they adopted one and then got a call about the sibling and so they have four. Wow. And so that was their kind of, their story. But, um, so we reached out to the agency. The process for, um, adoption is, I know that you guys know, you hear about it all the time. It's, it's grueling. Mm-hmm. And so we started that at the beginning, um, January of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, we started filling out our first paperwork. Um, it took us, I mean, I think we officially got all of our paperwork approved and done. And it was mm, like mm, March or April, end of March, beginning of April. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. And that was like moving it yeah. through the paperwork. I mean, we kind of set ourselves like a goal. Like when we get something, we tried to do like a two-day turnaround. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As best we could. Whenever, whatever it was, we tried to do it within two days, which is really hard to do. Right. Um, is there like home visits during this time yes, too? Yes, you have to okay. do all, you have to do home visits and home studies. Mm-hmm. And then um, all kinds of just crazy paperwork. And financials yes, and like yes, background all kinds and of stuff. Yeah. And then not to mention that it's very expensive. And mm-hmm. so you had to pay a lot up front. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a very stressful time. Mm-hmm. And so we, um, the process for our adoption agency is, it was crazy because we, we finally got our name mm-hmm. approved. Mm-hmm. We got our name into the system. And basically what they have is they have connections with um, birthing centers mm. and um, pregnancy centers, birthing centers, and then social workers that work in hospitals. Mm-hmm. They have connections all over the United States. And so um, this agency is 
um, it's called Gloria Hawk Agency. Mm -hmm. And her agency is really well known because they have so many connections mm -hmm. and they are fast because they have all those connections. I got you. And little so spies in all is. the hospitals. It basically <laughs> Just is. waiting, yeah. yeah. It really kind of is. That's it's kind of crazy. Cool. Like yeah. the networking system that goes mm -hmm. into it is yeah. really mind blowing. Mm -hmm. But, um, so what they would do though, it, it really, it was a very, very stressful time because what they did, we had to make a book about our family yep. and like, here we are. I don't know all the stuff I love learning yes, about. Yes, yes, okay. yes. So we had to make a whole book about our family and say, here's who we are. This it's is what like we do. It's like the pictures yes. and the grandparents. Yes. It's like a shutterfly book. Yes. Yeah. It's like a shutterfly book yeah. of like, here gotcha. goes, here's what we are. And it was all like you. So like You're the mom in the yourself. hospital is ready yourself. to adopt or mm -hmm. can just look. Yes. Got it. Okay. So it can't, they don't work with any mothers that were less than six months pregnant. So they could be six months pregnant or more, or they could have already given birth. Okay. So that's, those were like the scenarios. But what they would do is they would go, they would send out this documents through email, and it would be like, baby this. Most of the time, they, if they were pregnant, they didn't know if it was a boy or a girl, because mm -hmm. most of the birth moms did not want to find out. And they, yeah. They don't want to know. They don't want to know anything. They don't want to know I'm anything. Sure. A lot yeah. of them had like very little prenatal care, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so they would give you the background information, mm -hmm. what they knew about the mom, if they knew anything about the dad. Mm. And then they would go, if you're interested, let us know. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So every day we would get emails. You would yeah. get multiple emails a day. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. What do you talk about? Right? You have a flow so chart. Like, like, <laughs> right. So we would like read it, pull up the document on your phone and look at this and go like, Okay, I don't know. Do we are we interested yeah. in this? Are we not interested in this? Because yeah. Ross's process is completely one. different. Oh, there's yeah. international is like they literally were like, here's your child, and this is yes. it. This is yes. your pet. Yeah, so it's, it's very crazy. very different. Okay, right. because because obviously in America the birth mom, mm -hmm. yeah, she has the choice, right. and so that's kind of where you are at that point, and so. We would look at it and go, okay, yes or no, we're interested. I mean, and saying no was like gut-wrenching. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're like, I don't know. Am I interested? I don't know. And we obviously had like in our mind kind of what we were not looking for. That sounds terrible because we, we thought yeah. we, want, we, we wanted a boy, mm -hmm. but, but so many times we didn't know if it was a boy mm -hmm. or a girl. So yeah. we couldn't really let that be our determining factor. Right. Um, and so there were just lots of things that you had. You have to like what ethnicity you were okay with, mm -hmm. like what, and then how much or how little of the background of the parents you yeah. could mm -hmm. know about or Like, are you going to adopt, like adopt this baby and show up and they right. be having withdrawals? Or, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like 90% of the time. Right. Yeah. And so um, probably more percentage of the time than that. Right. So we, um, this went on for months. Yeah. I mean, and then we would get like four in a day, and then we'd go like five days and not get any. Mm. And then you'd get like five or six. I mean, it was just How long do you have to respond? out of the place. Well, so we responded several times. Okay. Like, okay, yes, we're interested. And then you would just sit and wait. To oh see if God, someone else anything back. responded first. Or, <laughs> right. Yeah. So a lot of times people would respond before we would respond. Mm. Or several times they, they like if the birth mom was there, she would like go, okay, they would say, this family's interested, this mm. family's interested, this family's interested. And then the birth mom would have to wow. pick which family. And so um, several times we got turned down because we already had three kids. Mm. And, they, and a 
couple times they came back and said to us, like, that, this that birth mom. Yeah. They're going to get lost and in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. So they, what, like, oh, the, the thought behind that is, like, most of the birth moms have grown up in not good situations. Mm. And they want this child to be, like, the center of yeah, everyone's that's world. Yeah. I mean, and I'm like, you know, you can't be, I mean, you right. can't be upset with them for wanting that. And I get right. it. But then I also am like, you don't know what it's like to have a sibling. Like, right. they all need a sibling. Right. So, um. I don't know. I think um, that process was just crazy. And yeah. so that was from like April until the end of July. Mm-hmm. And so we were actually on our way home from back to school shopping and <laughs> yeah, on a Saturday night. Yeah. And um, no, I'm sorry, Friday night. And we got a phone call from our social worker at the adoption agency. Mm-hmm. And she was like, We have a baby. Um, he's already been born. Which was highly unusual. They actually mm. call those stork drops. Oh, oh the my baby! Gosh. If they call you after the baby's yeah. born, um, and so at that point we were nowhere thinking that was very very rare to have right. a call that the baby had right. already been born. You mostly were matched with birth moms, mm. and a lot of times you were at the hospital, like you right. could be there when the mm. baby was born. So that's more what we were had in our mind. Like this right. is probably what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they call us and they're like, okay, um. He's been born. He um, let me see if he feels three things. He's he's in Houston. He's a boy and he's Hispanic. Do you want him? <laughs> That's literally what they said on the phone. <laughs> oh my him? gosh! So um, Lance was on the phone. The kids were like going crazy in the car, like oh, I don't know, no. just like yelling yeah. and like yeah. going, you know being all loud. And I was like trying to get him to be quiet. I'm like thinking, I feel like this is an important phone call. <laughs> yeah. And um, he I'm goes, gonna need this one on speaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. he's like, um, well, can we think about it? And she was like, um, you have like five minutes. <gasps> and so we were like. Oh my goodness. Okay. So <laughs> we literally hung up the phone. We prayed about it and we were like, I mean, I feel like the Lord is just like handing us mm-hmm. this baby. Right. Um, and the fact that it was a boy and we had said we right. wanted a boy. Oh, and what was crazy was we had had like some um, parameters that we were like, we're okay with this, we're okay with that. And you mm-hmm. kind of, been there. but we had literally the week before been like, you know what? I think we're probably okay with Hispanic. Yeah. We should probably just add that to our list. Yeah. And we had done that a couple of times, like changed yeah. it as we were going. Like, we're, you know, it's okay. Um, and so, um, and so, which was even crazier because we had literally just done that. And yeah. I think that's what made it probably fresh on that social worker's mind. Like, we were right. kind of at the front of our mind because right. we had just done that and yeah. said that. And she knew we wanted a boy and he was a boy. So it kind of all fit. Um, so, yeah, that was at like five o'clock on a Friday night. And then <sighs> we, um, Called him back, and we said, yes, we're interested. And then we waited, and we didn't hear anything. Oh. And we didn't hear anything. Oh, yeah. And then they called us back, and they were like, um, how soon can you be here? Oh, my gosh. Oh. And we were like, um, Well, we're in Anderson at the well, head of sports. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so we were like, um, well, I mean, I guess we can get on a plane tomorrow. And they were like, if you can get on a plane tomorrow, he's yours. Oh, and oh so my we were like, gosh. okay, we'll get on the plane tomorrow. It's fine. We'll get on the plane. Did you have like a room hands? ready? Or no, like, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. We had yeah. done nothing, not one yeah. thing. So, um, at that point, we we actually had come home and to get our mind off of it, we were like, let's go swimming. We were like, just swimming in the backyard because I was like, I can't think about it. Yeah, Any, I can't just like sit here and think about it. You know. Um, and so at like nine thirty, they called back and they were like, here's yours. Come get him tomorrow. 
And so um, I proceeded to nest for the next three hours. Yeah. Clean my house from top to bottom. Uh, yeah. I we put the crib together. We moved furniture around. We moved Larkin. She was downstairs. We moved her upstairs, and oh, we just rearranged everything. She was in the bed, and you just <laughs> picked her I was up. Like, all right, here we go. We're yeah. moving all this. Sister, you're I started wondering. packing bags, and I was like looking at the stuff, going, "I mean, what do I take? How do I do this? I have mm-hmm. to pack it in a suitcase." Yeah. Um, and so um, when you get down to the fourth kinto, you just realize you really don't need that much. Yeah. yeah. It's a few onesies. So it's just yeah. a few onesies, and you know, we're like, we'll buy diapers when we get there. It's fine. Right. And so um, I'd call my mom because my parents live three and a half, three hours yeah. away. And I'm like, can you come and uh, keep my kids for the next, we have no knows? idea how long. Yeah. So oh, she comes. So the next morning, my mom gets up super early. She drives here. We drive to Atlanta. We get on a plane. We fly to Houston. And we um, had like a connecting flight. We couldn't get a direct flight. We had to get a connecting flight. Yeah. It took us all day to get there. And like we had to get a rental car, all this stuff. And we actually, they were in like a suburb of um, Houston mm-hmm. in this tiny, tiny hospital. Oh. Like the tiniest hospital mm-hmm. you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like one floor. Oh. Oh. I mean, like, like I've never. Still in like in Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. And um, so we, we pull up. We can't even figure out where the front entrance is. <laughs> There's literally like a security guard sitting at the front. It was all so surreal. There was yeah. like the security guard sitting there and his machine wouldn't work. It to sounds like, like a check movie. our IDs. Yeah, so he really, literally wrote our name on a sticky note and we stuck it to our shirt. Oh. I mean, like I can't even make this stuff up, right? And so we go back to the um, nursery, yeah. And the nurses are all just like standing around him in his little plastic bassinet oh thing, gosh. and they're like so excited because they knew we were coming right. to uh, get him. Uh, oh, and we had walked through the airport with an empty car seat. I'm like, all right, here we come. Yeah. Yeah. Just come up with an empty, leave him with a baby in it. Yeah. And so we showed up with our empty car seat, and we signed, like, two pieces of paper. Uh Uh-oh. Whoa. So what was that like? I mean, like, did you, like, hang out in the hospital for a little bit? No. So they, um, by the time we got to the hospital, it was, like, 10 Mm o'clock. We had not eaten, like, all day because of the time change and the flights Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And we literally got him. His birth mom had already been discharged from the hospital, mm-hmm. so we did not even get to meet her. Yeah. Um, they had him, like, ready to go because they had kept him one extra night, like, made up a reason, like, he was joking right. or whatever, um, so that he wouldn't have to go into one night of foster care because he would have had to go to respite oh, care because yeah. the mom had already been discharged, discharged. so they were trying to hold him. So they really, that's why they were like, you have to come right, get him right. tomorrow. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we, we got him, and they were like, okay. We put him in the car seat. They did like the little car seat test. Uh-huh. We signed two pieces of paper in the lobby. And took off your sticky note. We and went to the hospital. <laughs> we went to a hotel. That is insane. Um, I mean, it was the most bizarre thing. So then you then. get to a hotel at who knows what time. It was like midnight. And then you're like, we, like sleeping. Then what? Like, there's a baby in the bed. <laughs> and we were like, oh my gosh, what is yeah. happening? You know, we didn't really know what we were going to name him. Yeah. We hadn't really had time to think about it. I mean, oh we gosh. got about it the whole plane right there. Right. But like at that point, we really didn't know. Yeah. So we were just like right. still throwing around our names. Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, who are you? <laughs> um, and so we, um, we stayed in... Several, we, we kind of had to jump around a little bit and stayed in some different hotels while we were there because yeah. obviously it was unplanned and we were just trying uh-huh. to figure this whole thing out. Right. Um, we ended up, um, they say it could be up to two weeks because they have to do all the paperwork before you can leave the state. Right. So, oh, so you're camped out. Oh, yeah. We, had to stay, we ended up staying, I haven't only stayed for seven. So it ended up being great. We, we moved hotels and Lance was getting ready to get on a plane to go back without me. Because our kids were at home, yeah, been home for seven days without With, us, yeah. And I was calling my mom, and she was like, "Going, oh my gosh, 
do what I wanted to do. And I was feeling terrible. And I was like, Lance, we have you, one of us has to go back and it can't be me. You have to yeah. go. <laughs> um, and so um, we were like, somebody has to go back. And um, we had moved hotels so that I could be close to the airport so I could take an airport shuttle mm. whenever they called mm, me. Right. So we didn't have a car. And we were right. just kind of like yeah. stuck. And um, and so um, that day that we moved hotels, they called and they were like, you can actually all go home. And so we were like, oh, thank oh, goodness. Nice. And so we all ended up being able to come back home together after I think maybe we came home on the eighth day. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the whole experience was, like, extremely wild. wild. And then we just, yeah, ended up with... That's crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's been great. Yeah, and so, obviously, we laugh now because ever since he was a baby, mm-hmm. everywhere we take him um, with our with our other three kids, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, everyone is just, like, obsessed with him. Right. <laughs> and so, like, I'll, I, we st- I still laugh about it because I think about it all the time. When he was, like, um, six or seven months old, we took him to Denver Downs, mm-hmm. and he was, like, in the corn mate, the corn box. Yeah. You know, yeah. he could barely sit up. Yeah. And I looked over, I took a picture, because he was sitting in the middle of the corn, yeah. and there were literally 15 children all <laughs> around him, like my Aww, kids and all their friends, and they kid. were just all, like, looking at him and squishing him and, like, canning yeah. him stuff in corn, and I was like, and somebody thought he wasn't going to get any attention. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so like to the world, right? Yeah. yeah, you know, you just go. They just, you just, Man. they can't wrap their brain around what it's like to have a sibling. Mm-hmm. And right. so I think so many times about what kind of life, you know, how different his life is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we, I, you know, we didn't get to meet his birth mom, and we don't know a lot about his history, his mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. We just don't know very much at all. Yeah. Um, and so that part, you know, is kind of interesting. And right. Like a totally different. In that sense, it is a lot like an international adoption right. you know, where mm-hmm. you, they just mm-hmm. most of the time don't know anything. And right. so, um, and that is part of it um, for us, you know. And then we still, because he is Hispanic, we mm-hmm. still, we do, a lot of people mm-hmm. will ask us, like, where, where is he from? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's from Texas. He's from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he came from Texas. So yeah, it's funny. Know. But um, people think a lot of times do think that it was an international. Right, right, assume, right. Yeah. Like, you know, he does kind of have like a. Um, Rather like Panama, yeah, like a Central American look, right? Yeah, um, and so we don't, you know, but we don't know, yeah, we don't know a lot about. So, are is there a number five? Or are we? Oh, no, we have done. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing job. This is such yeah, a fun yeah, ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you listen to this story, we are done. We're done. <laughs> I can't, I don't think I can take any more. No, I love no, it. Though. We're good. Nice. I think it's kind of crazy to think like. The process of having a baby without the birthing process. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's kind of like a little bit of a... Like, uh, your mentally can be there a little bit more. I don't know. I feel like oh, that's absolutely. Crazy. Yeah. I could not believe how much I enjoyed yeah. having yeah. a baby. And I'm not... I mean, I'm just going to say it because I could just give him a bottle, too. Yeah. With zero pressure. Yeah. Right. None. Yeah. Right. I wasn't expected to do anything. You're not spraying any dermoplast. Yep. You're not in pain. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt great. Yeah. And so, even when we were in Houston, we were in Houston for a week, mm-hmm. it was... 120 degrees. It was the end of July, right? Oh beginning of August. It was yeah. beginning of August, and um, we the hotel that someone actually gifted us. Like they had like a timeshare, and we were mm-hmm. in downtown Houston in like the business district. Oh my gosh! And there was nothing to do. Yeah. So every day we would get up and we would like go on a walk. Yeah. And I was like, I feel great. Yeah. I was, like pushing this the stroller, awesome. and, yeah. like, and people would be looking at me like, um, oh, and not she looks great. He was, <laughs> he was five pounds even when he was gosh. born, and so yeah, he so was itty bitty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was like pushing him around. Uh-huh. Like, I'm like, I feel awesome. Yeah. 
awesome. Yeah. And people would look at us like, what in the world? <laughs> yeah. like, no, I promise. I did not birth this baby. Yeah. would not be feeling this good if I did. That's um, funny. Yeah, so it was kind of funny. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. It really, yeah. It's like the totally different experience. Yeah. Right. Um, I wish it just wasn't such a hard experience. Right. You know what I mean? If it's so easy to like have all these babies and like have right. this whole adoption right. thing, it's like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should be we should be much easier to go through <laughs> foster like oh, it's yeah. insane right it really yeah. is crazy well and I think for me I think what I I just really hate that the adoption process is so financially draining yes right because I that that would turn so me away. I mean that's people. hard yeah. yeah so awful and so many people I think would be willing to do it mm-hmm. if 100%. it weren't for the financial aspect right. of it um, and I just I keep hoping that like that is going to change mm-hmm. um, and I think at some point. Someone, it's gonna have to. Yeah, it's right. gonna have to change, and we're gonna have to do something where we get some sort of relief right. from, and we can encourage people that want to adopt right. to be right. able to. Yeah, because um, it really is. I mean, it's, it's really hard. Life changing financially to have to think about it. It is mm-hmm. like that. Obviously, the background yeah. stuff makes sense. Like all that paperwork stuff, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But the financial part. Like it's okay right. if it's difficult. Right. Mm-hmm. It should be it's difficult. Okay. Right. Yeah. You don't want yeah. to be super easy. Yeah. Right. It should right. be difficult. But not. Yeah. But entire year salary probably right. going oh, into like you know oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. easily more than that oh, in yeah. some cases. Yeah. 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 For sure. So, yeah, because that's something that we've always been open to. I walked yeah. through it with Blake's cousin, who I babysat for, yes. Stephen and Michelle. Yes. So they adopted Pierce in my senior year, going into my senior year. Mm-hmm. So I literally, like, was in their book. Right. I, you know, like, right. walked through this whole mm-hmm. process with them, and at that point was like, holy cow, like, yeah. this is something I would love to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So from that point on, like, Tom and I were dating, and I was like, hey, I need you to know. Like, right. you know, I'm not a this has to happen or nothing else, right. but this is something that mm-hmm. has kind of always been on my mind and my heart. And every right. now and then we'll get to a point where we like, if we did, right. what would it look like? And right. it's like, hmm, well, <laughs> right. I don't even know. Like, I don't yeah. even know where to begin. Like, right. Brandon's the same way. Like, ever yeah. since I think you guys took the same trip to Africa, and like yeah. ever since he yeah. came back, like he's just like, like I gotta, like, yeah, you know, even if it's not international, just even domestic, but. right? Which I mean, there are some loopholes now where it's a little bit better, like financially, mm. but is fostering to adopt? Is that how you kind of? Yeah, yeah. Like, so financially, that sounds bad, but is that, that no? Yeah, yeah financially, that is much cheaper. Yeah. Um, and yeah. For us personally, for mm-hmm. it was just a personal choice for us and our other children. Right, um, yeah. and, that's, so, and yeah. that, that's just a whole different situation. Right, I think it depends on the ages of your other kids, mm-hmm. if you have right. other kids, like all those mm-hmm. factors. Right. And then, but what I think the kicker for us it was well, the thing in foster care is what they say is like they don't ever really want people. I hate to say this because I don't want to misquote the foster care system, but right. I think that they're. The, the purpose of foster care is to reunite the child with their birth family. Right, right, right. And, like, if you're going into it with the purpose of, I, I want, want to adopt, yeah, then your, your, your purposes are very different there. Right, that's And weird. so, mm-hmm. uh, yes, a lot of times those foster those foster situations do lead to adoption. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but that's, that's never not, the goal. That's never the yeah. goal. And right. so I think if that's your goal, then I think that's a hard misalignment mm-hmm. to put those two things into the same category. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's definitely a need for... Mm-hmm so many people that can foster and I think right. it takes a special heart to be able to do that yeah. and want to do that mm-hmm. um but yeah I think it's just too different yeah. yeah and it's just unfortunate because yeah that's very little cost right if, and, if it were right. to turn to an adoption right it would be very little cost right because um, I've known people that that's happened to mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exciting, though. I mean, how are the kids? Like, they were just like, they were, yeah, seven and um, five. Mm-hmm. And um, so, well, let's see. Larkin had just turned six. She, her that's the perfect like mom age. Her birthday's yeah. yeah six days before cruise, so they kind of have a, they have joint parties every year. Nice, uh, <laughs> yeah, that works out great. I have four kids, I only get to only celebrate two birthdays really. That's I mean, awesome. Look, one in November, yeah. one in July. That's, that's it. I mean, awesome. We have two different days in July, but we really just have one little party. Yeah, yeah. so so nice. Nice. That's all you done. Um, yeah, so that's worked out great. Um, but yeah, so they are they're super helpful, especially the girls. I mean, yeah. they. Um, Larkin would like argue with me when we brought him home that that was her baby. Oh, and so I mean I wouldn't really you know, I don't want to disagree because I'm like at this point y'all they help a lot. Yeah, <laughs> y'all and some they just you know there's nice. there's there's a good really good connection there, um, and it's interesting because you know with an eight year eight year gap mm-hmm. it just feels yeah it feels really crazy like. Um, and when you start thinking about that age gap later, right? That yeah. our older ones could be could be married with kids, and crew could still be in high school. Yeah, right. And I'm like going, oh my god, the fun yeah. uncle though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's so out. weird to think about. But I mean, you know, yeah. people do it all the time. And well, and I feel like with bigger age gaps too, it almost seems as if it doesn't like the closeness doesn't come until you're an adult. Right. I so I feel like watching them has been really cool. Like you mm-hmm. don't walk into your house and think like look at them and think oh there's a huge age gap right you know right like, the way that they mm-hmm. act is not right. like they're eight years apart well and I think that too well you know what one time I um, talked to this mom and I thought this was such great it like stuck with me mm-hmm. that she said this she had kids that were spread out in age and she said that her younger one kept them young huh. kept her older kids young mm-hmm. and it kept them young too as right, parents right. but I was like she talked about it, and she just said, you know, like, when our family goes to the movies, like, we go see the kid movie because mm-hmm. their brother's six. Yeah. They can't go That's see the PG-13 yeah. movie yeah. because their brother's six, and we're all going to the movies together. Yeah. And so that was a really small example, but I do think that is yeah. true, and I'm already seeing that play out. Right. That my older, my 10-year-olds are at that age where they can start to act, like, a little older and mm-hmm. a little more, like, Which grown can, yeah. up. And, right. But they also don't have to because they're still only 10. It just kind yeah. of depends on, like, the path that they're taking. And mine tend to gravitate mm-hmm. toward acting younger. And yeah. I'm like, I'm okay with that when you're 10. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally yeah. fine with me. Right. Um, that, and I think part of it is because right now we have to watch Blaze and the Monster Machines. Yeah, yeah, on Over TV and because mm-hmm. that's what Drew wants to watch, and he's two. You don't get a say anymore in what you yep, want to watch. Right. You know, not always, of course, but I mean, it's true that kind right. of it does. It filters into their lives. Yeah. And it keeps it keeps us all young. I mean, I think it's gonna keep me in late. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a teenager when we're fifty. Yes. It's gonna nice. Be, it's gonna be great. You have built up babysitters. You've been there all yeah. babysitters right? for your older kids. Kids. I think there's definitely some positives. Yeah, too. yep, for sure. So we like to always kind of end with a high and low of the week, oh. more of like not we don't really call it mom fail, mom win, but like. If you have a funny story of a mom fail or something the kids have done, for example, week. Yeah. Kelsey's last week was Gray falling in your basketball goal. That was funny. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Just it collapsed was. over him. Yes, literally ate him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish I. Had, I think I need to. I should have thought about this one. Um, well, I mean, I told y'all when I got here yeah. that our my day today was <laughs> that Cruz's finger got slammed in the door. 
And then at dinner tonight, he got a bloody nose. So I was like, all in one day. (laughs) That's that's, that's just little boy life, I feel like. We're just now coming into that. Bowen's more like laid back, chill, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But we're still getting into the... mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Brooks figured out how to climb up the slide today. Mm, That was Mm -hmm. starting breathing. Up the slide. Yeah, and I also gave him like a Hitler haircut. I tried to oh, get Oh my! <laughs> I can't believe I forgot this. Yeah, I will. He's had a really strong mullet, okay, and so yeah. a really yeah. long mullet. And I thought I'd trim it, and I did it wet, so I cut it. But the way the hair was, it like there was hair underneath it, but the mullet part kind of lays flat over it. So it was just this like looked like a bowl cut from the nineties. It 90s. was <laughs> awful. It was so bad. It was so it terrible. It really looked like a boy band like character oh, from the, no. like shaved it underneath. Was, with it like, was bad. So we went to we went Saturday, and the lady literally took clippers and just went like fixed it. And I was like, I could do that in the house, but <laughs> it was pretty bad. Brands, so we can't go out in public. Like, <laughs> our child's hair is so bad. Oh, but you know, gosh. we recovered. And yeah, a little baby Hitler got his hair cut, and oh, it was fun. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I guess I don't know. We've hit a stage where, and I'm finally linking these two things. Bone used to love the bath, has never really loved having his hair washed, but it didn't deter him from loving the bath. Mm-hmm. He also hates haircuts. Okay. Like screams bloody murder. I have to tip just as much as I pay for the haircut. Like I feel terrible. We go to great clips because I cannot take him into a salon. Right. You know that kind of thing. Um, well, all of a sudden we really hate the bath. So he has taken not many baths. (laughs) So finally we're at a stage where it's like, okay, we've just got to force this. We've got to figure this out. We've got to work through it. It's trauma. Mm. Like, full Does he not like a shower? shower? No, we tried that tonight. No. He doesn't like baths either, or showers, but we just... I mean, there's a detachable head? No. Because Brooks likes to... Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) Brooks likes to play with it, and I think that kind of makes it not as scary. We have tried. I think it already was, like, kind of coming on it, and Mm. we did... It's like a bath toy for Christmas. Mm -hmm. It's like a little fish. I guess it feels the heat of the water, and it goes... Uh Terrified. Oh, no. I want the fish. I think... (laughs) I think you try to what pushed him over the edge. Oh now, obviously, gosh. the fish does not go right. in the water now. Hasn't for yeah. months. Right. I don't know. We've got to figure it out. Like, yeah. I mean, his whole body will be red for me just trying to hold him. Like, yeah. he is oh, moving and not. screaming, oh and it's bad. Yeah. And it's like I know I'm making it worse, but I can't not. Right, I can't not bathe him right. and wash his hair. Yeah. Like I just right. put Brooks in the shower with me at this yeah. point. We tried that tonight, and it's still it's like the whole bathroom in general. It just like, can't do it. Like yeah, right. yeah. You just Tyler needs to just mm-hmm. remodel, tear down, yeah. yeah, make it look completely different. So it just he doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. I don't know, but oh well. One day, one day it'll be funny. It's not funny right now. Not funny right now. No, maybe like the tablet. Just put the tablet. I tried that. No, I tried. I like propped it up on. I put a movie on and propped it on the counter. Give him a whole spa experience. No, (laughs) no. Well, we'll be praying for Bowen's uh, bath trauma so he can (laughs) love the bath again. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for coming. I think great. Really, somebody who's listening to this that's going through some part of that, yeah, will really be encouraged by it. Yes, I'm excited. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye, guys. Bye.